Is that how I get the girl? Uh-huh. Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Holy Ground from Red. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. So good. And today, we are discussing the song, How You Get the Girl. From 1989. How You Get the Girl is the 10th track on 1989. 1989 was released on October 27th, 2014. And this song was co-written by our guys, Max Martin and <laughs> Shellback. Our guys. <laughs> Everyone's our guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, our guys. <laughs> this song has been played live by Taylor 87 times. 85 of them were on her 1989 world tour. She performed an incredible acoustic version of this song at the Grammy Museum on September 30th, 2015. And she played it once as her special song on the Reputation Tour in 2018 in Dublin, Ireland. So, Devin. Oh, who me? What do you think about How You Get the Girl? How you get the girl, girl. This song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> What a bop. Mm -hmm. So this was one of the songs that me and my brother went nuts over when we listened to it for the first time mm -hmm. in that car drive to Saratoga. Yep. I just remember this song being like, okay, yeah, this is a good like driving song. This is a good bop. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the ones that I'm pretty sure I purchased off of iTunes before I realized that there were things as streaming sites. I don't think they existed yet. Probably not. Or they were really, really new. There was Napster. Yeah. Napster no? was always illegal, though. Well, oh, that's true. I bought that song. I bought Style. And I bought... I Wish You Would. I Wish You Would. And Blank Space. And Out of the Woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those were my tracks. Your Nap first Taylor songs. My first, first Taylor songs. This song is just so good. That intro is so iconic. Mm. The guitar strumming and the... Ah, ah, ah. Ah, 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 just so good. The groove of the song, so catchy, so fun to dance to. She sounds amazing on this track, too. Uh -huh. Like, she sounds so good. This is one of her songs, though, that really benefits from listening on headphones. Mm. Like, on, on good headphones. Mm. You miss a lot of stuff. In the production, if you're not, if you don't have headphones or like a good speaker, mm -hmm. just listening to it on your iPhone, like the speaker from your iPhone or whatever, you're not going to hear some of the things that Max Martin and Shellback have put into the production. Mm -hmm. There's like these crazy cool synths. She's got like the constant echo of the ah ahs the entire song. Through. Oh, wow. So those ah ah ahs yeah. are in the whole song. Like, yeah, wow. All the way through that you don't really pay attention to because mm -hmm. you're listening to her. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty cool touch. Like I said, the synths are epic. And when she sings in the chorus, that's how you get the girl. Oh, there's these like, wee, 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 high synths. <laughs> like, I don't, I obviously am not doing it justice, but there's like these really cool, like, wee, wee, mm -hmm. gives it this really cool thing. And of course, in all of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, mm -hmm. she does a melodic change in the second verse. Oh. 
of the of the line, the line with pictures and frames of kisses on cheek. With pictures in frames of kisses on cheeks, cheeks. She changes the melody up, mm. which of course I always love. Yes. I love again the guitar strumming during the last pre-chorus when it goes back down to like the fill is out and it's just the guitar strum. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> and then the end of the song when she comes back in uh, with kisses with pictures of frames of kisses on cheeks and baby want me right mm-hmm. oh, oh and I, I want you for worse or for better so when it goes back into the final one yeah so when she sings and I would wait forever and ever the last time through mm-hmm. she she sings this one part that goes ever and ever and it's my favorite part of the entire song. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. She has like all these cool like little asides that she does in the last time through that she sings. It's mm-hmm. it's Taylor singing it. And I do think that this is one instance where I like the original recording better than I like the acoustic recording. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with Death by a Thousand Cuts, the production of the song really makes it for me. Yeah. And I think we kind of talked about that a little bit with All You Had to Do Was Stay. Mm-hmm. Too that with these 1989 songs and like the high pop, high production value of them, yeah, they're such a part of what those songs are, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so overall, like this song's so good, yeah, so good. Top 20 for sure. Mm-hmm. Love this song. What about you? I also love this song, it's one of my favorite Taylor Bops ever. Mm. I think that you and I are. Not in the majority thinking that this is one of her best songs. Mm. I think a lot of people enjoy this song, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people wouldn't be in their top. Mm. But I think it's such a bop. Yeah. And for me, it's like a rom-com in a song. Mm. And I'm a very romantic person. And like that side of me just loves this song and loving that genre of music, that genre of film, books. I like, I love a good rom-com story. You know, I grew up with the Disney. Disney mentality, which I believe Taylor did as well. <laughs> like this could be the song in the montage of like ten things I hate about you. Maybe like twenty seven dresses. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> never been kissed. Oh yeah. yeah, oh that I love. Never been kissed. Yeah. That's so good <laughs> because I do think that this song is how you win someone back in your life mm. who is maybe more on the idealistic and romantic side. Mm-hmm. Like what Taylor lines out works. Yeah. It does. Like, I totally, it would work. <laughs> like, as, if I came up to you standing in the rain. Yeah, but the thing is, we live together. So you couldn't, like, surprise me at the door, like, where have you been? Like, uh, you that's know? That's true. And we're married. That's so true. That's you don't awesome. have to win me back. But. <laughs> like, if I, like, went out to get groceries and I came back and it was raining and I knocked on the door and I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this how you get the girl? No, but, like, if you, for some reason, ever did something where you had to, like, win oh. me back, oh. these things work. Okay. Grand gestures work. Okay. thoughtfulness works i just like how the song just like flows and goes it's quick and it just tells this like simple and clear story and i just love how matter of fact she is in the lyrics she's like this is how it works i'm spelling it out for you (laughs) like you you want to win me back this is how you do it (laughs) like good for her and i'm like i think she and i at least at that point in our lives are we're very much at that same mentality like, if you want me, this is how you do it. Mm. And you just got to tell me you like me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> 
And then I obviously love the marriage illusion with the line, I want you for worse and for better. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a really cute, clever line. And then I love how she sounds in this song, especially in the chorus echoes at the end, which you were talking about, where she goes up and off on different things and echoes different lines and sings over herself. Mm -hmm. I almost love whenever she does that at the ends of her songs, and it's really good here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. It's so good. It's just such a fun song to dance to, to drive and sing along to. And I think it's a really great pop song for Taylor's first official pop crossover album. For sure. You know, I think it makes sense on this album. Yeah. What do you what do you think of the acoustic version from the Grammys or from the Grammy Museum? I think it's really cool that she performed it acoustically and I enjoy the performance. But when it comes to this song, I like the production mm-hmm. better because it's just like the way it moves, you just want it to dance in groove. For sure. You know? I think that as opposed to all you had to do was stay, I think that this song isn't as sad to be done acoustically. Mm. Not that mm-hmm. something has to be sad to be done acoustically, but I think it works better with all the production. Sure. But I enjoyed seeing it done that different way. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much any of Taylor's songs I would enjoy seeing performed in all in variety of ways. Way. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I think made me love this song even more was the epic performance during the 1989 tour. Yeah. It's such a great performance. Yeah. So Taylor is in my favorite tour costume of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's this light up bubblegum pink two-piece dress. And it's so cute. It's so fun. Like it's like all these LED lights and it's just like bright pink. Yeah. And it's very girly and cute. And then Taylor's dancers are wielding these light up umbrellas that's part of their choreography. And so there's like the rain motif. Uh-huh. And then she also had the light up bracelets during the tour. And, it, you know, they had existed before, but I feel like in 2014, like with the Super Bowl, they became super popular around that time. I feel mm. like Coldplay had these the light up bracelets mm. where they didn't just light up. They also changed colors. Right. And like and blinked. Could, and, and could like... change like as the whole stadium yeah, and yeah, change yeah. colors with the whole stadium. So they lit up in a really cool way during this song. Yeah. And so when you watch the performance on the recording of the 1989 tour, it's just so fun and cool. Also just like really inventive and so much detail for a performance of just one song. Yeah, one song. She just Mm -hmm. wears the costume for that one song. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It absolutely made me want a light up two-piece dress. <laughs> kind of have to make it happen. I did buy a two-piece dress and that it was inspired by Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not light up, though. Mm, they don't really sell those at Banana Republic, oh, you know? What? They don't? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was an iconic tour performance yeah we actually have a piece of art about it yeah we do yeah Devin, mm. do you relate to how you get the girl oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah this is totally relatable yeah for sure <laughs> having someone tell you that they messed up a while ago that they had actually liked you mm. and like didn't pursue it fast forward to like you know them telling you like now or whatever uh-huh. it's like what happened to me in high school once there was there was a girl and i'm pretty sure we were on the same page we were like you know flirty and whatever and mm-hmm. would go and get coffee and after school and whatever and she was in the theater program too and and then I kind of just like stopped mm. don't know what happened and then sometime later they were like whatever happened to that time when we were almost a thing <laughs> and I was like oh what oh yeah right like we were on that that did happen <laughs> and it's like why didn't that happen mm-hmm. huh? and then so it's like a year later and they come up to you and they say that and then but you're in a totally different space mm-hmm. and so i guess that that's kind of half of what this song is because mm-hmm. the other half is that like that's actually how you get the person yeah they got back together they got back together mm-hmm. yeah i don't relate to that part 
that never happened. No one ever showed up at my door in the rain and was like, I messed up. I wanted you this whole time. Yeah. 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 And again, like, we're married, so you don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obviously not. (laughs) I'm never going to do anything where I have to win you back. Also, things keep happening where we're reminded that Gab and I hate the rain. (laughs) Well, Taylor loves mentioning the rain. I know. I know. That's one thing that you and her don't have in common. No, but I will say, and like this will get into when I talk about how I relate to it, but like... Yeah, how do you relate to it? Oh, you want me to start yeah. now? <laughs> I very much <laughs> relate to this song. I went through a breakup the August before 1989 was released, and it was much less of a definitive breakup than I had had in the past. Mm. We broke up for practical reasons and being a different phases in our lives and not because feelings had changed. We ended up staying in touch to the point where like I was under the impression that we might get back together. Oh. This song came out that October and I just kept waiting for my How You Get the Girl moment. Oh. For like 10 months. Like wow. I waited a long time for my How You Get the Girl. Maybe a year even. You know when someone's telling you that they miss you, that they see you in their future and like kind of is leaning on you emotionally you kind of expect that maybe there would be some kind of grand gesture mm, to win you back. Or at mm-hmm. least the romantic in me did. I wrote down here on my notes, though, delusional me did. In hindsight, I can see it that way. Oh. But, like, with Taylor's love of rain, especially in this song, yeah. if this person at that time had shown up in the rain and been like, I messed up, I miss you, I want you, like, it would have worked. Wow. Like, it 100% would have worked. And I was waiting for that moment. Of course, this song came out, so it was kind of yeah, brainwashing yeah, yeah. me into bit. being like, that's how you get the girl. Listen to the damn song that I'm playing, you know? And this was before, I think, that I even, uh, you could put music on Instagram or any of those things. Mm. So, like, there was no way to do, like, a little story or a subtweet or something like that. Sure. I'm sure there could have been some way, but that's very much not in my nature. That's all it took, you know? So, yeah, I never got my how you get the girl moment um no i mean it's not not it all worked out okay and i moved past it because also i think if that person had wanted to be with me they would have put more effort oh for sure it would have happened do you know what i mean like as advice to some of our other listeners is you know generally if someone wants to be with you they do make it happen yes you know and also (laughs) thank goodness that it wasn't the case because this would have worked the how you get the girl moment Mm. 100% would have worked on me even if they just sent flowers it would have worked on me wow for sure I'm very grateful I never backslid into that relationship because I think relationships end (laughs) yes you too we wouldn't have met probably no and I think relationships end for a reason and like I always knew that we weren't right for each other ultimately it doesn't change the fact of when you're in a space where you're not ready to move on yeah you know you want to backslide and i'm glad it didn't but Mm. this song had me all sorts of waiting for something that never Uh. happened for sure Uh. and it's like it it worked for taylor yeah (laughs) why not me (laughs) honestly yeah why, why not yeah i had no idea that you were like waiting for that moment Yeah, especially even the whole, say it's been a long six months. Mm. I was like counting the months and I was like, we're here. We're here. This is when it's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to show up in the rain. And then I met you two weeks later. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. That's how you get the guy. That's how you get the guy. (laughs) Well, now it's time for... Gossip. The hidden message in the 1989 liner notes for how you get the girl is... Then one day he came back. Oh. 
Yes. And just a reminder that the 1989 song Liner Notes spell out one narrative poem about this story of this relationship. So this song is, and then one day he came back. Mm. About the song, Taylor told Radio.com, the song How You Get the Girl is a song that I wrote about how you get the girl back (laughs) if you ruin the relationship somehow and she won't talk to you anymore. Mm. Like if you broke up with her and left her on her own for six months and then you realize you miss her. All the steps you have to do to edge your way back into her life because she's probably pretty mad at you. So it's kind of a tutorial. If you follow the directions in the song, chances are things will work out. (laughs) And it's like, yes, exactly. She's like, it's pretty easy. I mean, she didn't release this song when this relationship was happening. It was years later, but everyone take note. Yeah. This if, is if how you messed win up, someone back. If you messed up, yeah, show up at their door. Yeah. Taylor teased a little snippet of this song before the release of 1989 during a Diet Coke ad. The commercial co-stars Taylor's cat <laughs> Olivia, and it finds her surrounded by kittens. And Taylor said, Behold, the Diet Coke ad that depicts my perfect world, featuring a new song and Olivia, who is now a cat actress. <laughs> I just love Taylor's interactions with her cats. It cracks me up. They're the best. So I'm under the belief that much of 1989 is about Taylor's relationship with Harry Styles. Yeah. I think most of the narrative of this album is about that. They had a brief fling in the spring of 2012, and then they weren't together officially, and apparently he was spotted kissing someone in New Zealand or Australia, but they weren't officially together. And then they were spotted together again later that year, maybe six months later, and they were officially dating that fall until their breakup in January 2013. So given this song and the song This Love, Mm -hmm. I definitely believe that there was that maybe they were going to be together break, getting back together narrative about Harry. Yeah. And especially the end of this song, the tense changes to that that's how you got the girl. Yeah. So I do think that he won her back. Whatever had happened before, whether they were together or just a flirtation or whatnot, mm-hmm. it's got to be very different when you're like a, two superstars trying to date each other. For you sure. Because it's how you get the girl, how you lost the girl, yeah. and then how you got the girl. Exactly. Yeah. I do think it fits into this narrative. I know there are only a couple of songs that people feel or have confirmed that were about Harry, Mm -hmm. but I see almost this whole album as being about that one relationship Mm. with like, you know, other elements between like her finding herself and her figuring out who she is amidst this journey. Yeah. But I like feel like at that same time in my life, I was also going through a similar journey. Mm. Yeah. So Devin, (gasps) what's your favorite line in How You Get the Girl? Broke your heart. I'll put it back together. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I don't know. This one's just a bop. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, it's a story. She can't, there's not too much like lyrical language with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a story. It's, you know, this is what happened. This is what you did. This is what happened. This is what you need to do. And now we're back together again. Great. Yeah. yeah. And now we're going to sing about it. Totally. Yeah. And it's a bop and you dance. Yeah. I love it. Or scream sing in the car in Seattle. Yes. Yes. So fun. How about you? What is your favorite line? So my favorite line, which I very much related to, (laughs) say it's been a long six months and you were too afraid to tell her what you want. Mm -hmm. It's not nice to let people linger on or what if or to use someone like texting you even if you don't want to be with them to like lean on someone emotionally 
who you don't then want to date. Yeah. You know, be very clear with your intentions when you talk to people, whether you see something as a relationship or a friendship. When it's in that blurry in between, it can become very painful. Very messy. Yes. And I also think that a lot of people end up living in that blurry in between. And it just is hard and confusing. Yeah. You know, that relationship of mine lingered on a year longer than it needed to because I was thinking it was going to be something that it wasn't. For sure. And, you know, you were too afraid to tell her what you want, which is just like, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Or like you, but not really, you know, Mm. (laughs) but Mm. it's a good line. Okay, Devin. So what do you rate this song? Mm. From one to ten, pictures in frames of kisses on cheeks. Oh. Mm. Such a Taylor line. Pictures in frames of kisses on cheeks, cheeks. How many pictures of Joe kissing her cheek and vice versa do you think exist in their home today? Mm. I'm going to say upwards of like 20. <laughs> she has multiple homes. We have like, what, three we have a lot of kisses on cheeks. We have a lot. Yeah. No, no, just kisses on cheeks. Not oh, every, not just like not every us. picture. Yeah, oh, okay. kisses on cheeks. Oh yeah, we have a couple. A couple. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what do you? Well, rate she has she has multiple houses, so there's got to be some in all of them, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What do you rate this song? I rate this song ten ah! <laughs> pictures and frames of kisses on cheeks. It's nice. just so nostalgic for me. I this know. is like my nostalgia. And then this is also like a song that I just love singing along to. And it makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it brings back really good memories of like me with my brother. Yeah. You know, I and so that. that that's really fun for me too. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think it's just a great bop. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so fun. And I'm usually in the mood to dance. Yeah. So I'm going to listen yeah, to it. Exactly. You know, that's yeah. it's my thing. I love it. How about you? Uh, from one to ten, pictures and frames of kisses on cheeks. Well, you can decide. So I almost didn't rate it this because I was thinking about um, audience pressure, and I oh. feel like others aren't going to like this song as much as we do. But it's okay; it's our podcast, so I'm giving this song ten pictures and frames of kisses on cheeks because I love it. It's such a fun song. It's such a bop. It's the rom com in me. Yeah. Also, like this song now makes me think of you and your brother, and that's so fun, you yeah. know, and that we had that fun goofy moment, and also just that. This was one of those first songs that, like, I knew you knew and would dance and sing to yeah. of Taylor's with me. Yeah, and this and that's was special. This was like my beginning of my love for Taylor Swift. Yeah, and that's yeah. really special. Yeah. And I think this is one of our Taylor songs. Like, there are a couple songs that only you and I both, like, give tens and yeah. love. And this is somewhere where we intersect and it makes yeah. it even more special. For sure. And now it's time for our newest segment. Swifty Spotlight. Well, for our first ever Swifty Spotlight, we are talking with Jackie Russell, who is one of our long, long, long time listeners at Heartbeat on the Highline. Hello, Jackie. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Welcome to Tay to Z. Welcome to Tay to Z. <laughs> this is so awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Congratulations on the wedding, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) So this is a new segment that we're doing where we're going to ask you a couple of questions so that our listeners can get to know our other listeners a little bit better. So uh, I think we'll just hop right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what sort of stuff you like to do for fun? Perfect. Um, Well, first I'm going to start with I'm a huge Disney fan. I just got back from Disney on Tuesday. I was there for a very long time. I'm the typical Disney kid. I love it all. 
you know, the fairy tales, the Cinderella's, like the whole magic. It's totally me. I'm also a cat lady like Taylor. I have three cats. Yes, I have two boy tuxedos and one little girl, Tabby. Her name's Cindy Lou. She's the Meredith of the bunch. (laughs) Yes, does not like her photos taken. You know, she hides from the paparazzi. She wants nothing to do with human contact. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like none at I all it. i don't even think she likes me oh. but um i'm here and yeah and i love wine so like me and taylor could be like you know like the best of friends truly yeah <laughs> cats wine disney yes. everything so i gotta ask what's your favorite part of like the disney parks like what's like your favorite ride aspect i'm like a roller coaster junkie disney isn't known for being the roller coaster you know place of the world but i love splash mountain magic kingdom's my favorite park you walk in and that castle is just mm-hmm. everything. Like you're transported into another world is like the best way to describe it. You literally feel like you're in like a fairy tale novel and the whole rest of the world doesn't exist. Mm, I love it. I love that. I love that. When did you become a Swifty? And do you remember the first Taylor song that you ever heard? Yes, I was probably the most excited to answer this question. I'm a true OG Swifty. <laughs> I am the same age as Taylor, so I'm old, number one. She's not old, but I feel old. And the first song I heard on the radio was Teardrops on My Guitar. And it was introduced on our country radio station as like her being like the next big country singer. I grew up in South Philly and she grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania, which isn't far from that area. Our country station was like her local station where she would go and promote her songs and everything. Uh, I later found out as her career went on. Oh wow, that's so cool. Which was totally awesome, yeah. I just fell in love with the way she wrote and what she was talking about and how could like I relate to her being like the same age and her falling so hard in love and me thinking like, how could I fall in love so hard? And I'm like, I'm a 16 year old girl. And she made me feel like that was possible to do. So oh, I love, love that. It. From the the very beginning. All the parallels. <laughs> you guys are connected. Even the three cats, like you truly are connected. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Cool. Very cool. Our third question is, what does Taylor's music mean to you? I literally grew up with her. I listened to tons of music, tons of different styles of music, tons of artists, but she literally is the one that I can say I've grown up with every single year with her. She just parallels my life. The music comes out at the right time as I needed it. Red is my all-time favorite album as hers. I went through a really bad breakup days before that album came Mm. out, which I know Gab can also relate Mm -hmm. to from listening to the podcast. And I was that crumpled up piece of paper literally lying on the floor crying. She just gets me every single time when I relate to everything. So I appreciate her for being so open and honest because it's okay to feel those emotions. It's okay to be upset and it's okay to be vulnerable. And I think she shows people that with her writing. I love that. How do you feel now that Red Taylor's version is coming out, like remembering that younger version of yourself? Really emotional, because I've been thinking about it today with it's so cool that we're doing this on like the anniversary of the Mm anniversary of it coming out. And that album still gets me every time I listen to it and every time I turn it on, I'm like transported back to like that heartbreak and then how the songs like have changed me now to be like, oh, like I've overcome that in my life and you know, I'm stronger for the things that you've gone through in the past. So I'm really excited to hear how now it's going to hit me with like her older mature voice Mm -hmm. on the songs 
I think it's going to hit me in like a whole different way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. I'm I'm really excited to, as with Fearless Taylor's version, the Red Taylor's version, to have like my first like real experience with mm. it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've yeah. I obviously love Red a lot, but I don't have that same nostalgia factor mm. with it. And I'm very very excited to have that same sort of feeling mm. with this album as I do with Taylor's version of Fearless. So oh, and it's such a good one to have because I feel like tons of Swifties just love this album. Like everyone's connected with this in such a different yeah. way. So it's so cool you're going to be able to like experience it yeah, this way. For sure. With, like all of yeah. us. I know, it's I know. So we all get exciting. to experience it again. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, all of the new bonus tracks, all of the new vault songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. It's like really the oh, best time it's to like be Christmas. a Taylor fan right now. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So as of right now, we know this is a tricky question, but what are your top five Taylor songs? today. I actually wrote them down. I'm gonna go from five down. I'm gonna have to say five is Enchanted. Four is Style. Yeah. Cool. Three would have to be Delicate. Uh Mm. Two is Blank Space. That song is just like everything. And of course, one is All Too Well, just because of what it is. For me, it has to be, I would love to say she's going, she's written better songs since then, but just what that song's like means to me. Uh-huh. It's never going to be anything better than that. I totally feel that. That's like a lot of like similar to mine. Oh yeah, those are those are good top five. That's really like good. real good. Like my real top, good. I try to do like the top thirteen because if I get any more songs than that, I just can't figure it out. Mm. But the top five pretty much stays the same. I had Exile in there for a little bit of time, mm. and then I slowly that creeped out again, and you know, Delicate creeped back in. Mm. <laughs> I like so it. good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so good. <laughs> so good. I have to get like you guys like shirts made that like say that on there. I'm gonna have to have my cousin make them just, for you. Just so, good. Show, so just so good. Just so good. Yeah, that's what Devin's mom was saying. Yeah, because we had those logo shirts that we had made, and she's like, they need to say mm-hmm. so good on the back. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. So I buy one. Get them made. We definitely have plans of figuring out merch. We just have to yeah. figure out like the best way to do it, where we can like ship things and make it happen. And our final question is: Why did you decide to make a Taylor fan account? And where can our listeners find you? I made this account a year ago in July when I found out that Folklore was coming out. I thought it was fake. Like, I woke up, you know, on an average day in quarantine, thinking, no, I was just going to watch Netflix and figure out what I was making for that day for food. I saw her message on Facebook. And I was like, what? I'm like, no, this can't be happening. It's like really happening. Like, I'm like, Taylor doesn't do stuff like this. And then I realized we didn't have to wait days and months for it. Like it was coming in hours. Then I really started freaking out because my body was like not prepared for that. (laughs) I was so used to having to wait forever for her music. And I was like, it's coming in like 12 hours. I have 12 hours to prepare. (laughs) And then I was like, what am I going to do with myself? And I was like, oh, fan account. Hmm. I always wanted to make one. And I kind of just like didn't do it because I'm like, people are going to think I'm weird. I'm like 30 something. Why are you going to make like a Taylor fan account? And I basically was like, screw it. I want to meet other Swifties. And mm-hmm. I met some of my best friends on this account. Oh my gosh, yeah. amazing. So it's been like amazing. It's grown so much. And yeah, so I'm just really, really, really thankful for it. You guys can find me. My Instagram handle is heart underscore beat on the high line, like the cardigan lyrics. Mm-hmm. I saw a leak lyric like sheet somewhere online and once i saw those lyrics with just like that verse on there yeah 
I got like the shivers and I was like, that has to be like my handle for the Instagram. Yes. That I create. So that's how it became the life. I oh. love that. And you, it's so cool because you were definitely like one of our first followers and like listeners. Mm-hmm. And cause we, I think we started August, what, 16th, 18th, something like that. 20th. August 20th and (laughs) it's so cool because like your account like was already there and then we're like oh my god this person has like all these followers and they're like listening and following us Mm -hmm. and it's been so cool to watch and like watch your growth has been so cool oh thank you it's awesome it's it's really cool like I didn't I mean I knew what social media could do but having like a fan account for someone is just completely different than having like your own account for yourself is what I've learned yeah for sure there are so many people out in this world from like different countries and things and people I would never have talked to yeah if I didn't have this account so that's what's really amazing to me it's so cool so cool yeah we feel that way too yeah and the community also is just like very like loving and supportive I like learned so much about like how to I don't know uphold other people's artwork and like Mm -hmm. amplify it Mm -hmm. and like it just really I don't know it's a cool place to be I feel yes so much creativity like yeah for sure it definitely outweighs all the bad in the world that's for sure yeah Jackie thank you so much for being our first Swifty Spotlight Mm -hmm. thank you guys just come follow me hang out listen to these guys they're amazing And that's it. I'm so excited for this. So thank you guys for having me. Keep listening along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you love this song? Have you ever had a How You Get the Girl moment? (gasps) Yeah. Uh, Is this not your favorite song? Let us know, please. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you have a moment, please leave us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Next episode, we are done with the H's and we're hopping into the I's. Yeah, next letter. Wow, there's a lot of I's. There's 19 Lots I's. Of I's. Yeah, we're going to be an I for a while. We're going to be here for a bit. There's some good ones in there. I almost do is our first one from Red. Almost Taylor's version. I know, version. it's the Literally, week, it's the week of. of. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but are you kidding me we just right got to keep doing it. We got it. We got it. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time time.